This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we have a very special guest. I think from 3,000 miles away, I need to know where she's quarantining. The one and only millionaire matchmaker, Miss Patty Stanger. How hey. are you? How you doing, David? And when, and as I talk in Wendy speak in your hood, you know. Do, do I make the New York or New Jersey or, and you come out? Um, probably, I'll probably start dropping my R's by the next 10 minutes. Because I start to talk like this, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, but I don't talk, but seriously, we don't talk like that. When I'm around, Jill Zarin's my best friend. So when, we're, when I'm around Long Island people, my sister lives there, they all have this heavy R drop. But the one person I'm loving right now is obviously the real president, Governor Cuomo. And I grew up in Queens up to 11 years old. And I can hear the Queens accent. Like it's completely different than Brooklyn and Long Island. It's kind of sexy. Don't I you say. love it? I love it. What'd you say? I, I, I just love like that Long Island Queens accent. I just love it. It's funny. I, I, you know, I hated it growing up. And we didn't talk like the Sopranos, like Butterbing. We didn't, you know, Essex County wasn't like that, which is exactly where the Sopranos were from. So it's kind of weird. But yeah. Are you, are, are you in California or am I just making that I'm up? Delray, on the border of Venice, between Manhattan Beach and Venice, in a beach community. Um, Hunkering down, Leslie Jordan style, you know, and uh, probably two blocks from the riots as of last week. <laughs> so, yeah. How are things going there? Because I mean, like New York City has had its moments. Well, I had the worst of it. Um, you know, it's been scary. I mean, when you hear the helicopters flying and you and your your friends are losing their businesses, and we're not just talking white businesses, we're talking African American businesses. They looted everyone, and I had to go help people clean up, and it was just horrible. And my friends were calling. One of my favorite stores is a homeopathic store in Santa Monica. You know, herbal stuff, stuff that cures cancer, but nobody talks about really. Old man, homeopathic owns it. They beat the crap out of him. They robbed the store, which I don't even think they would know how to use the supplements that were in there. And then on top of it, the insurance won't pay. So we're doing a GoFundMe for him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Nordstrom will survive, not moms and pops. No, not. Three months, you know? Mm -hmm. And have you been, are you quarantining by yourself? Yes, for three months. But I was sick before it. I thought, I, I think I had COVID. I was sick for three and a half weeks. I got it in January, coming back from Boca, being with Jill. And I went to the doctor. He's like, no, you have the flu. And I'm like, this isn't the flu. I can't move. I'm sleeping. I'm hallucinating. I'm sweating. I'm dizzy. I'm nauseous. He's like, no, it's the flu. But they didn't know it was COVID. So, so Monday, I will take a COVID test and an antibody test to see what it really is, if it's still in my system or not. Wow. So you've just and been... Asked my house... I do have a handyman that comes in once in a while. There's things that break and you can't do it. Like my dishwasher broke. So I mask up and I Purell, you know? It's amazing. My cleaning lady started coming back, but I've been out of the house when she, but I mean. But we're all bringing them back now because 
we're going, we gotta move on. But at the same time, like we have to do what Governor Cuomo says and we have to protect ourselves. So like when we went to do the protest last Saturday, I was like, no one is social distancing here. You know, I didn't go, uh, but because I just, like I have an autoimmune, so I'm a little afraid of what could happen. I have Hashimoto's. So I was like, well, let's not do this. And they were on top of one another. But again, they're out for a right cause and I just hope God protects every one of them, you know? It's the people are everywhere. And I mean, this is a crazy week. We won't harp on it, but before we get into it, I mean, what do you think? You know, you were a Bravo. I mean, you are a Bravo celebrity. Like, what do you think uh, about Stassi, Kristen? I'm really, I, my heart is saddened. I'm heartbroken, but I understand um, faith. I get it. I get it. Look, we at Millionaire's Club and Millionaire Matchmaker and Million Dollar Matchmaker have been diverse since the beginning. I fought for those black mixers. I fought for my gay mixers. I fought for my transgender on Million Dollar Matchmaker. Um, you know, we had Asian, we had Latin. We, we did not believe, love is love. And I have seen two people from two diverse backgrounds, you know, that their parents wouldn't come to the wedding, that were so in love with each other because they were opposite races and God couldn't separate them. So love is love. We don't believe in that. I'm doing my part, which I'm asking everybody. I was just about to make a, an announcement um, where I'm going to start promoting black African-American businesses on my social media channels. I really believe in it you know, and help them. I'm asking influencers to come on and talk. We tried to just share the mic yesterday. Nobody sent me a video. I asked everyone to send me a video. Let's put it up. And I'm not just gonna do it because it's the thing now. I'm gonna do it all the time. I think we all need to do it. Look, Black Lives Matter, racism is, an, is a virus that kills. End of story. And those videos, oh, I can't watch those cop videos anymore. The minute the church was called up for his mother i i'm very metaphysical i said i bet his mother showed up to take him to the other side and everybody's no his mother's alive and i'm like i don't feel that and we found out she's passed on three years to the day so she must have seen her and that's we we, we in, in spirituality and metaphysics and you know we believe that um that and there's studies that have been done on this on nde we believe that your loved ones come to take you over so i was praying you know he rests in peace as well as wow. Brianna, all of them, all of them. People we don't even know their names on. It's terrible, terrible. You never hear this about the firemen. Like the firemen are so nice. I've dated enough to know. <laughs> How is that? I've like never dated a fireman. I got cheated on by a 9-11 firefighter from Staten Island, by the way, with the, with the accent you like. But man, was Steve sexy. Did he, he have tattoos? Long distance killed it, that's what happened. Uh-huh. Did he have tattoos? No, I don't, maybe, not really. He was the cover of the 9-11 uh, calendar. Well, yeah. I mean, what more do you need to know? I'm not impressed because girls will run after him and he hurt me. So there you go. Patty Stanger, the million ranch maker, got hurt. Can you believe it? It happened. The first date and broke my rules because check this out. We were doing press for Bravo. I was hosting The View. He sent roses and it wouldn't get through the door and Whoopi got it for me. She put it in my dressing room. She said, I don't know who this is, but somebody wrote this. And he, we went out for dinner that night for, it was Valentine's Day. And it snowed, there was a blizzard. And where are we staying? Cause where did Bravo put us? The Trump Tower downtown, you know, Trump, Trump Soho. And I said, you can't go out in the snow. Shirt comes off, I'm in bed. 
I was like, I'm breaking my rules, but I did. And of course he broke my heart. See, it works. You don't get monogamy. What happens? You don't break those rules. Now, speaking of breaking your rules, do you, what do you say to people? I'm sure you get this all the time because I've heard it. Like, what do you say to people who say, well, how can Patty be a good matchmaker if she's still single? Like, I feel like, let's hear it from you. I like just haven't chosen to, to, okay. One of the reasons I haven't married anyone is because they're a lot broker than I. And I don't want to be the main breadwinner. I want a partner that matches up. So lots of times I've been duped. Like I got a good job, I have a good car, I have a house. Now he's losing the house, the car's from 10 years ago, or he's you know leasing it or whatever, whatever the case may be. So I got duped because I'm, I'm like a man, I'm physically attracted to something. And then I kept picking the same sports guy, kind of like Khloe Kardashian without money. And um, so it wasn't like I wasn't in a relationship. I was on again, off again for, with my ex for many years, even though we, he moved out two and a half years into what you saw in the show and we broke up and then he kept coming back and the sex was good and it was like oh i got nobody else all right and i started dating and i went online i went on bumble i went on all these apps and i was like Ka-ka. and then i just took a break i traveled i went to hong kong i went to john in brazil um i studied with the buddhist monks i learned meditation i did tm so i wasn't like really into dating then he showed up again and i just said this is wrong we're not moving in the right direction. I need a different kind of guy. I need a man, not a boy. And I was attracted to the boys. It's my fault, nobody else's. And that's the thing that you have to realize when you're single, it's two reasons why. A, you have no access to the right people. That's why you hire a matchmaker. Or B, your mind is not in the place to get you what you want. You're incongruent with your desire. And so I teach you how to get in, 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 you know. And now I think for the first time I'm ready to date, but we're in quarantine. You know, I have guys calling me, but I'm looking for a different kind of man. I think I'm going to go back to my roots and get a New Yorker. I don't think... I haven't said that in a really long time. I was always going after those California hotties. I need a man, not a boy anymore. I'm done with the boys. Mm -hmm. I like you with a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. What about quarantine? Like, what do you think, like, how, you know, how do you think quarantine has changed dating? Has it changed it forever? Well, it's killing marriages as of today. Kelly Clarkson, my, my heart goes out to you. I met you and your husband. I am so, so sorry. You know how much I love you. Um, it's killing marriages. People are getting on each other's nerves. They're not learning that the bathroom is a neutral zone that you can go into to say, I got to make a call. I got to read a magazine. I got to take a breath of fresh air. I got to meditate. They're not doing it, especially in New York when you're in a studio. So it's killing marriages. We know that. A lot of divorces in the last couple of weeks. But as far as dating goes, it's a deeper way. So you can't be too busy to take the call or the video chat. I put a lot of things yesterday, online dating, on my Twitter. Check my Twitter at yesterday because it's about 10 things that I say. If the guy's doing this, if the girl's doing that, get your straight. Doesn't matter. Bisexual fluid. Um, it pretty much shows you the roadmap on online dating. And it's saying, like, if someone doesn't give you time, you're on a rotation or they're married. If they're not, if they're texting you and they won't get on a video chat, they're married or living with someone and she's, or he is probably sitting next to that person. So I gave you like a roadmap. It can connect you on a deeper level, but here's the problem. When you do meet, even if you take a social distance walk with a mask, if you don't have chemistry, it doesn't mean anything. So if you spend all this time talk, 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 and you don't meet in person, 
the defining moment is when you meet in person because without kind of meeting in fantasy land it's fantasy land because you haven't actually had a physical date now what's good is if you go on a date and you take a walk or you you know go get coffee there's not much else there's no distraction there's no going to a restaurant looking hot and the guy or the girl's looking at the door for the next best thing so it's kind of a good thing but on another way you got to you got to put your realistic expectations into check and say let's just see what this is all about after quarantine is over so like i don't get too excited over it is what i'm trying to do right like if you're zooming someone for three months don't put too much into it no and there's a lot of long distance going on especially bumble just changed their gop uh, gsp locator like tinder has so you're seeing people that don't live in your hood you know giving you the little love note like in the morning like i remember right before quarantine i was talking to this guy doctor good looking from seattle and every morning for three weeks he would send me a little love note on text now, I was busy. I couldn't see him. So finally, about third week, I'm getting annoyed. I'm at the annoyed phase. And I just go, hey, are we going to meet? And then he ghosted me. And what I found out was he was in a relationship. A friend of my friend knew him as a, a doctor in a hospital and said, that man is, is living with someone. And like, here's the situation. We don't know who we're meeting online. You need to check him out. Spokio is a great place for background checks. LinkedIn, Instagram, check the storyline. Look at the tags. Look at the tags. Is he with a thought, you know, is he with a girl and all these tags? He's got a girlfriend. Ask him, say, do you have a girlfriend? Are you in a relationship? Ask him to, you know, if you're gay, say, hey, listen, do you really want a serious relationship or are you just using me for a hookup? Do you think like the hookup culture, I mean, I know it's against your rule anyway to hook up on the first night, but like, do you think that's going to be changed by COVID? But if you want a serious relationship, it's a bad thing, gay or straight. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, fluid, whatever. You want a serious relationship. You want that person to respect you and take you seriously. So you can't give away the cookie for nothing, right? So what happens is I think they're still hooking up. Young people are hooking up because that stupid doctor that I want to murder, I will not say her name, everyone's getting COVID. So all those people that went to those parties like in the Ozarks or in Arizona are all getting COVID now. We just had our Memorial Day crunch two weeks ago. Now everyone's got COVID. So then they're young. So that if you do have sex, the CDC says put a mask on your face, like that's going to protect bodily fluid downtown. I'm not going to trust them with that. You know, because you could run the risk. Now I have a friend that broke it two weeks in, in the pandemic, you know, the height of the pandemic. Right. And she's got a serious boyfriend. They're mad. There's an exception to every rule. She didn't care. And she's a nurse. Wow. Can you believe that one? She's a nurse. You gotta feel you. I always say, use your intuition. It's the best check. Mm-hmm. All right, so you think like once we're out of COVID, life will eventually go back to normal as far as dating and hooking up? Well, yeah, because they're starved. They're like the caged tigers and Tiger King. They're going to want that meat tomorrow. And where there's meat, there's men, baby. <laughs> oh, you know, they're going to be like, like they're, they're like that now. They're sending roses that they don't even know these chicks. They're sending um, dinner baskets. We're doing virtual mixers online where the client has 25 girls to meet, gay or straight, doesn't matter, and uh, guys or girls. And the millionaire basically sending like gift packages to the girls, like wine and cheese and games to play. It's kind of cool, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like in the beginning, 
I was, you know, I mean, I'm single and I live alone. In the beginning, I was like, oh, this is not fine. This is just no. not fine. I had the same thing and now I love it. <laughs> Don't ask yeah. me why. No, I mean, I've gotten used to being by myself during all of this. You know, I mean, now that we're coming out of it, it's a little different. But in the beginning, I was like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I just, it's like being in high school again. I'm like, I haven't gone without sex this long in my life. Did you want to go, wait, do, you, do your family live outside the city? Like, could you have left and gone to someone's house? Yeah, and I could have gone to the Hamptons also. You know what it is? Like, in the beginning, I kind of just wanted to stay. I had all my stuff here. I was working on this show. And then like in the middle of it, I kind of was ready to travel. And then you're like, but now I don't feel safe. Like you, I, I don't drive. Mm -hmm. Well, now that Cuomo's opened the city, you should be feeling a lot better. Just do all the rules and regulations that he's teaching you to do. Cause he's the only one that knows what's going on. Every single leader is, a, I'm sorry, they're not the brightest lights in the tunnel. They went to law school most of the in the government and I'm like how do you not have an education he's all about the facts not the fiction so I would listen to him he's yeah. the one I listen to I don't even listen to my governor Gavin is he's a sweetie but he ain't no he ain't no tiger I mean I want a tiger and that's Cuomo mm -hmm. you kind of want a tiger so yeah. let's talk about the beginning like when you were on Bravo way back when in 2008 when the millionaire matchmaker started when like, I had really bad, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I like remember it. I mean, did you, you know, this was like back in the heyday. Like, did you ever think the Bravo Network would be like this big? I mean, it was big then, but. Fuck no. First of all, it was me, Jeff and Vicky, like the three originals after Blowout went away, after Jonathan went away. And um, everyone came after us, New York, New Jersey, Atlanta. I remember being on the carpet at TCA and like Million Dollar Listing was behind me and then there was Jersey and New York and Atlanta and we all met for the first time. And like Jeff and I just bonded, Lewis and I just bonded right away because we're the same. And we were like, what are we doing here? And we only cared about making money for our businesses. Like we didn't care about the fame part where they were more on these ensemble shows because it was about them. You know, like they, they could be replaced. It, the show was about us. So we were in a different subset. And now we look back and we're like, we were like the Sakonic High School that everybody went to. That's what it feels like, you know? It yeah, was like, kind of, and I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. I miss Bravo a lot. I would go back. Know. I would go back. I miss it. And yeah. when you left, just let's clear this up because this is another thing that I Bravo, see all the time. First of all, Bravo didn't do anything wrong. We were in the contract negotiations. There were things they wanted I couldn't give. And I got another offer from We. And we were going to do a completely different show at We. And Mark, the president, became my friend. And I fell in love with him. And I thought, my, and my agent and my lawyer and everyone was like, try something new. Because I thought I could be like the Andy at We and we could build this network. But I didn't realize they only had two nights of programming a week. Kind of made a mistake. And that's, I'm learning the business as I go, mind you, because there's no roadmap. And, and it was just a bad decision. And then Bravo came back and gave me what I wanted, but it was too late. I already had taken the other deal. So it was just a stupid thing. And I love Mark to death, but we wasn't my platform. Bravo was. I love uh, how you know the question uh, before I even answer. What'd you say? What'd I you love say? how you know the question before I even ask it. I mean. No, I mean, look, I, I was lonely at Bravo at times. 
I wasn't on an ensemble. I had a rap show, 107 episodes, and you know, every rap dinner. I never saw these people again except for Plumpty Dumpty. She was the only one that came back. And so um She did. When my friends came on, like Kenya and Cynthia and Taylor were my friends, and it was my favorite episode, the hundredth episode, because I actually I produced all my shows, but this was one episode I produced from Soup to Nuts and screamed at everyone, please let me have them. They were shooting. A RHOA and they couldn't give me them and then you know Kenya and and Cynthia rioted and says no we're going on and um it was so I was having so much fun like when Nini came on and when so Sonia was we had the best time me and Sonia and Rocco Despierto and so I would speak like what was be an ensemble show and I was like can I please be on an ensemble show and my my agent's like why would you want to be in an ensemble show you're the star of your show and I'm like because it's more fun like I'm bored after a while so that was it yeah, and I think there's a lot of things you could do today on Millionaire Matchmaker that would change the game. I have like so many versions of the 2.0 version that would be more current for this climate, whether it's in quarantine or out of quarantine, because there's a lot of stuff that's, that's happened. The apps weren't even around then. So there's a lot of things that are different. And plus, I own the trademark, so I should make an app. I Seriously. need a finance security. Bravo should make the app. That's what should happen. Bravo, NBC, Comcast should make my app. Can you imagine, be... imagine a Bravo dating app? Could you imagine that? That'd be fucking amazing, right? Everybody would join from around the world because they're in 200 countries. Everybody. Yeah. So we should put it out there. Hello, Francis Berwick. Bonnie Hammer. Let's make an app. I mean, look at BravoCon. Like, it was like, you know. I mean, they were selling those tickets for five times the amount. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So when there we go. When the tickets first went on sale, I was telling Margaret, and Margaret was like, Margaret Joseph, she was like, these tickets are not going to sell out for $1,500. Like, because, you know, that's what the, she's like, this is not, it's not going to happen. And I'm like, Margaret, it took one second. New York is the number, there was a very famous person at Bravo who ran programming, Jerry Leo, and he sat me down in the beginning to teach me my metrics. That's when I found out I have a large African-American viewership. And he would say, okay, what are you going to do? Here are the top 10 cities. And I'd say, well, I'm going to make content based on the top 10 cities because I want to feed them. And New York was the number one city always. So who wouldn't spend that kind of money? It was their demo. That makes sense. Speaking of New York and uh, let's talk about our newest New York housewife who we all saw before she was famous. Miss Leah Le McSweeney on the millionaire matchmaker. Leah McSweeney, Miss Masculine. Yes. I could, you know, what's funny. I didn't remember her and somebody was doing a podcast and they were like, ask me those questions. And I'm like, uh, and then I had to watch the episode again. It's that season four was insane. We were in New York. It was one of the highest rated seasons next to the celebrity edition. And we shot 12 episodes in seven weeks, which I do not recommend to any showrunner out there. Thank you to my showrunner. Uh, and, it was crazy because I was doing two episodes a week. So I could, I was like, who's next? Like I was literally on drugs the whole time. I looked awful. The lighting was bad, but it was a crazy, those cast of characters that year were insane, insane. And all the places we got to go, you know, like Peter Luger's. I remember they gave us the whole restaurant for a mixer and, and then afterwards fed us fast. I was like, Peter Lukers is feeding me. Like I was dying. Plus we had our showroom 
I had my showroom, like I used to be in the garment center in 1407. And my, I worked in 1407, 1411, 585, like all the buildings. And they put a blindfold on me and they said, okay, you're going to get to see your office. And they roll up in an SUV and I'm like, we're in the garment center. And we walk into 1407 and they go, this is your office. It's like in the garment center. You found it in the first place. That was like my first job. It was crazy. Are you watching New York now? Like, do you watch Leah on The Housewives of New York? I'm missing Bethany. I have to be honest with you. I'm missing Bethany. I won't say it to Luann or Ramona because they'll probably kill me. Um, I'm watching sprinklings of it. And Sonia is just, I mean, she walks in, Miss Sagittarius, optimistic. And she takes my breath away every time. But um, I'm missing Bethany. I'm not going to lie. Jill's going to kill me. I'm missing Bethany. I am. I feel like Bethany... She always knew what was going on and could figure out the undertone of what it is. Even if her storyline was all skinny girl, it was like she knew, no, 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 bitch, you're being cheated on. Like, I love all that stuff. Because she was like me. I would psychologically mind read these people and go, whatever. You know, that kind of thing. I also think that um, Tinsley leaving is great in some ways. Like, they probably would hate that. But I think Tinsley getting married and she knew if I marry Scott, then I gotta move. Like, that's all there is to it. Whether they keep bringing her back and she's got a pied de terre there, I don't know. But Carol has a job here. She's a great matchmaker. Right? Kind of, right? I mean... She fixed them up. She knew right away. Carol, Carol would be a great matchmaker. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the status of your... I mean, is it true, like, you... You're, I mean, is, are, are you in a feud with Bethany? Is this true? Like that was a Ago. Actually, we made up at, um, I called, when, when Bobby died, Jill gave me the list of all the housewives. And she's like, you're going to be the one to wrangle them all. I'm like, great. Like, how am I going to do this? And I was supposed to call Dorinda and I lost, I got a new phone and it deleted Dorinda's number and I only had Sonia's number. Sonia goes, don't worry, I'll handle it. I said, can you really get Bethany there? She's like, I got it. And she brought her. And we had a little talk. She was mad at me, Bethany. I, I said, look, if Bobby's dead, let's just put a past behind. I'm a forgiver. I don't hold a grudge. I'm not a grudge holder. I'm not mad at her. I think she's phenomenal. Um, she's funny as shit. If you're, if you're friends with her, she's really funny. She's smart as hell. Um, and I don't hate anyone. I don't hate anyone. I'm sad about Stassi. I'm sad about Kristen. They need education. They need to go to an African-American class and learn about racism and get educated. That's what I would do. I mean, I would, you... I would start helping the, the African-American business community and start learning how, how, I don't even understand how this happened. Like she called someone that the police and said, this is that person. Like why would, even if you're, even if you're not African-American, I'd be terrified that the police were coming to me. Like what, that is not a joke, right? That's not a joke. So I was saddened about that. Do you think Bravo? Did, do you think Bravo did the right thing with Stassi and Kristen? Oh, absolutely, they did smart. They did. They did the right thing. You have to. You have to. This is an African American um, network, probably second to BET in that market, and you got to protect your own. And you know, sometimes the network doesn't know what's going on behind closed doors. That was on a podcast, so they might not know what's off the show. You know. Well, that is the argument but, from some people that, like, too little, too late. I mean. Hey, if it's too little, too late, they did the right thing now. They didn't know about it. If they didn't know about it, how would they know to fix it? Well, let's give them that. And Faith was, had a lot of courage. 
you know, I'm watching Rachel Lindsay because Rachel, when she was getting um, on The Bachelor and got her guy, we would tweet each other that she used my book. And she's now calling out The Bachelor to have a black, um, an African-American. I feel like when we say black, do you feel like it's, I feel like I need to say African-American. I just like that better. I don't know. So African-American um, Bachelor. And I think they should. There's some hot ones out there, man. I'll take an Idris Elba, right? So I think they should do that now. I think that would be exciting, actually. I'll take a Will Smith. I mean, I know he's not single or gay, but I'll take a Will Smith. Yeah, well, he's not. Well, no, I don't know about that. So uh, <laughs> is we did, we did African-American mixers, men and women, and they were fantastic. They were probably the best television we did. So I don't see what's wrong with that. It's basically the same thing, you know? Yes, that is true. What do you think of, what do you I think? Go on, go on, Skin. Where are you I was, well, I was going to ask you, I mean, um, what do you think Leah needs, like, in a man? I mean, now that you're watching. A bigger man than her, with, two, with, with, with a bigger dick than hers. <laughs> I mean, like, she has to learn to subdue. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. You know, there's one thing like, okay, so what you see right now is my alpha. Here's my alpha, right? I'm business, I'm talking, giving opinions, blah, 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 right? When I'm with a man, I'm quiet. I'm beta. Nobody believes that. But I'm a Gemini, so I'm two people. So um, she needs to learn how to switch when she goes home and become beta. And she doesn't like that because she thinks that's anti-feminist. But it's not. For his masculinity to rise, your femininity has to rise. That's called quantum physics, baby. I can't change the dynamic of the yin and the yang. What about Sonia? Oh, Sonia's having a... Tony doesn't want anyone. She's having fun. When the guy comes along that's, that's a man with money, that can take care of her, um, has done something with his life, he's not some like hottie that's just using her, she'll, 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 she'll close the deal. But she hasn't met anyone like that. As we age, it gets really hard. You know, we're aged out. There's a lot of ageism going on in America, you know? And it doesn't matter that you're on television. There's plenty of women over the age of 40 that can't get a job in Hollywood. Um, they're not effable, fuckable, as they like to say, which is bullshit. I'm sorry. This is bullshit. And so there's ageism. So they don't get a lot of opportunities like you think they do. You, don't, you think men are throwing themselves at all these women. They're not. Ramona said being on TV ruined it. And she can't find a man because nobody wants to date her in New York because they look at her as she's crazy. You know? Look at Andy. He's single. 
And he's settled down now. Anderson, too. I don't think Anderson's with that guy anymore. Now, what do you think Andy needs? Um, a guy that doesn't want to be famous, that has his own thing, handsome, maybe younger, like in his mm, late 30s, I'd say, because he's like 50-something now, that might be wanting having another kid and would settle down with him, brings his own money to the, to the table. Interesting. So, like what I did it for Jeff Lewis. I fixed Jeff Lewis up. He's with Scott. They broke up because Jeff was being an asshole. That I told him, you got to go back to therapy. You got to listen to Scott. Now they're back together. So I, that, I, I fixed them up. I'd fix Andy up right now in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And you think he needs someone a little younger with some money. I mean, that makes sense and doesn't want to be famous. <laughs> like a step, like let's say he's a lawyer or a doctor or um, an accountant, I don't care. But he's done, he went to school, he established himself, you know? And um, wouldn't hurt if he's Jewish, right? Because he's Jewish, right? But I don't think he likes, I think, I don't remember what he, he likes skinny little young ones, right? Doesn't he like that? I don't, I don't, so I don't know. But I feel like if he got a nice hot guy in his 30s who said, look, I'm done playing around, um, I'm over the scene, um, I want to settle down, I don't need your money and I don't need your fame because I really don't want to be famous, but I want to be a husband and I want to be a father. That's a deal. Same thing for Anderson. Anderson's so handsome. Don't you think he's gorgeous? I love his eyes. He's really cute. I mean, it must be, I mean, listen, people must, men must throw themselves at Andy Cohn and Anderson. But you see, you understand, it's not throwing themselves because it may not be the one you want. Right. You know, I me out, but they're not, the ones I want. So that's why I'm single. They're, and by the way, Andy's a Gemini. Anderson's a Gemini. We're all Gemini's. Me but too. Today, I'm, a, I'm a Gemini. What is your birthday? Uh, it was this Tuesday, June 9th. Okay. Well, I'm May 31st. So it's my tough. Mother, and I'm a double Gemini. I'm a rising Gemini. So I am picky and I'm not going to settle. So that's probably why I'm going to marry. But um, I would love to see Andy get married right now with the kid. It would be so sweet to watch him fall in love. You know, the way he did with Ben, and it's just now, and maybe they got another kid. Same thing with, with, with Jeff. I hope he has another child with Scott. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see them all married, you know? I know they're gay, and they don't have to, but I'd like to see them all married and settled, settled, you know? I'm still an old-fashioned romantic, sorry. I still, gay or straight, bisexual, I still like to see everyone married. Really? You know? Speaking of, you know what I, who I wanted to ask you about, speaking of gay men who have, you have tried to help in the past, he, Perez Hilton, he talks about all the time how single he is, how he, I mean, literally, on his site now, he just is like, I can't find someone. He's changed a lot since the meanie days. And when he came on the show, um, it was just bad. It was not the right casting because the one that he wanted had a little discretionary background, which I'm not going to get into a long story on that, and it didn't work out. But I told him that keep going. He'd lost the weight. Then he adopts the two kids. I don't know if, no, they're surrogates. Two surrogate kids. He had the most gorgeous house, by the way, in Hollywood. It was stunning. And then he moves to New York. And he said, New York's really hard. And I said, we'll move back to L.A. And then he moves back to L.A. So some people, it takes a while for their number to come up. But he's due. Presses do. You think and, I, and I know how hard it is when he's not like Mr. Hottie Patati and going to the Abbey seven nights a week and 
but we're in quarantine now. So maybe a time to get online and connect with someone online. I mean, I'm not saying you have to go on Grindr or Tinder, but you can definitely go on match.com and find someone who's a little more serious, you know, cause it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. It just matters of finding that person that's looking for a relationship. And that's a completely different thing than looking for a hookup, you know? What type of guy do you, do you see Perez with? Probably a businessman. Like a guy who owns his own business because he's an entrepreneur and he would identify with that. And maybe someone more masculine than him. Maybe like um, someone who's a little, who takes charge. Because Perez wants to take charge. And I think it'd be nice if he sat back and laid back and let someone do the driving. Interesting. And Perez works like a dog. <laughs> Perez works all the freaking time. <laughs> He's always coming up with ideas. He's super genius. You just like, most people don't know about him. They only see what they see in the media. My favorite was the Perez site with the fashion, but now we have nothing to look at because nobody's wearing any fashion. But that was my favorite site. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What about, I mean, I, just one couple I'm curious about. What about Erica and Tom Girardi? Erica and Tom, which, I didn't hear you. Go on and up. Erica Jane and her husband. Oh. Tom Girardi. First of all, she's the best plastic surgery I have ever seen. She is gorgeous, stunning. Like gorgeous. I, I can look at her all day long and never get bored. Like when I watch the show, I, I really wait for her moment to come up. Um, look, they have an unusual relationship. You may not see the sexuality, but you gotta remember something. What we see in front of the camera you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. People have sexual inclinations for the strangest, oddest people you would ever think. I'm sure Pornhub is making a fortune from that right now as we speak. So maybe they got this crazy sex life. I know he's older and he's in his 80s, but maybe Cialis worked for him. I don't know, sir. I mean, really? He took a loan out for her so they could have a nice lifestyle, right? That's a man that you want to love you. That is true. What do you think of like Dorit and PK from what we see? They're not my favorite. <laughs> Sorry. I just want to know who did, who did Dorit's face? We all want to share the wealth, share the doctor, please. We're all wanting to get facelifts. We want to know who to go to because she has read. She looks amazing. Her wigs are fantastic. Um, I don't, I read about him with his bankruptcy in the UK and here, and I don't know about this guy. I don't even know how they bought that house in um, Encino. That was not cheap. So I don't know. No, it wasn't cheap. Why George really make him that much money? I don't get it. I just don't get it. I, that guy has to have offshore money. So, I mean, do, well, do you ever see the way Dory dresses? I mean... Never. I said to one of my best friends, because we're all downsizing in our look. We were all talking about this last week. So I had a group of really wealthy friends. And we said, what do you, I said, I got depressed one day. I looked at my closet. I have a huge closet with a lot of couture shit. And um, I said, this is where all my money went. I could have had three houses by now. Mm -hmm. And so I said, that again, I'm done. So they were saying the same thing, but they're addicts with the couture. And I said, no one's bigger than Dorit because every single time an it outfit from Gucci, Fendi, Prada, you know, Gucci comes out, she wears it Chanel. And then you're like, where's they getting all this money? Because you only can wear it once. You can't wear it again. You've already been photographed on television. It's crazy. I don't know I, this money. I do the same thing. 
You like yeah. look at those outfits, you're like, that's 15,000. You know fashion, you know, it's, it's this season. It's not two seasons ago. It wasn't on eBay, you know, where some other people use eBay. But I was like, he must be printing money in the back. I don't know. Something. What about, I mean, we're seeing difference. Especially, I was just gonna say, especially in this economy where everybody is like being very careful, you know? Yeah. What about like Denise and Aaron? We're seeing some sides you of know, Aaron. Aaron was dating my friend for four years and he came over from Calgary to live with her. So she brought him from Canada. Look, I don't know about this whole, I love Denise. Denise was on my show. I love her and her father. I can't imagine her with Randy. I just don't get it. Like everyone called me and like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, is this real or is this a publicity stunt on Brandy's part to get back on the show? Like, I don't know. I can't even, unless, I said, the only way I can see it is if the three of them had a thing and it was a one-timer and she makes it more than it is. Do you believe it? I'm, I have a hard time believing it. I agree with you. I don't see it either. I recently had Kristen Tateman on my show. I sat down with her because Kristen's love, really Tell her love. I, I will. Kristen, my favorite influencer now. I buy all the clothes because of her. I mean, mm -hmm. this, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like close to her. She's like fucking amazing. I totally agree. You know, and she's friends with Brandy. So she's like, look, I can't talk about it because it's not aired yet. But I, I, I don't know. Look, if Bravo has real proof, they're going to show it. So we're going to have to watch the storyline and see it. But Denise, from I know a lot about Denise and her love life with Charlie, you know, and all her exes. And uh, it's so opposite of which way she goes. I don't know. But then again, I never know when someone's a lesbian. You know, I'm always the one that knows last. Like, I'm always like, they're gay. They're bi. What? You know? And the one I think is gay or bi is never gay or bi. So I'm, I, don't, I don't judge anymore. You know, especially in L.A., we can't, we have to ask you, what is your sexual um, litigation? Because you can't assume anymore, anymore. Everybody looks differently. We're all colorful right now. You know, it's like the guy that I think, I've met so many feminine men online that I said, you're on the wrong team. And they're like, no, I want you. And they're very sexual, but they're girly. You know what I mean? And then I've seen the other one, which is rugged like a lumberjack and he's gay. So I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't make assumptions anymore. And I leave that. Pros, what? And you think Brandy is making kind of making it all up to be relevant? Well, if she's got, she better have some serious proof. I want to see the video. Like that's where I'm talking about. We need. I just think this is wrong. You could first of all, you could ruin someone's marriage. That's really serious. They're really they're newlyweds. Um, number two, he it's like he could they could ruin her career we don't know what could happen the effects of the career part she's an actress she's acting all the time i just don't know i don't know and i don't think bravo would be especially now i don't think they would be um irresponsible like in other words they had to have some serious proof but i can't imagine i just it doesn't have compute in my brain and then do you i was shocked at that when i saw that <clears throat> and as you were telling me before we sat down you said what was it about you and Brandy? Like, did you get Brandy into the housewives? You pushed her forward. Is this true? What happened? Her, Eddie, was married to her. And Shinehe, Shira, you know, was having the affair. And, I, and, and it was coming out all over the tabloids. And I, I went, we had the same publicist. And we went to a party. And we, became, we met there at the party. And she was begging me to come on the housewives. And then we had a mutual friend, a really close friend, who's friends with her and friends with me. And they, he kept calling me, will you help, will you help? So I wrote Andy a letter, I said, three suggestions, Marla Maples, um, 
her and it was oh Alana Hamilton. And he goes, I don't know. And I kept calling him and writing him and calling, come on. She's, she's the front page of everything. This is a perfect moment, a perfect storm. And then I got her my manager and we, and we were managing for a while and then he let her on, but he let her on for like no money for a season. And it was like, I think she had broken her leg or something. And it was, you know, she had a test, she had a test. Yeah. Well, Marla Maples and Alana Hamilton would be good too. Oh, I know. Marla was like kind of flaky. She was dipping one toe in. We kind of knew, I was offered The Apprentice and the year I was offered The Apprentice, I turned it down and I put Randy in my slot. And Kenny was on. And Ian Azirian uh, was on and we went, he went to the prom with my cousin. So we, I thought it would be a lot of fun to do it, but I was, shoot, I was doing my show and my show was airing and I was like, oh, wait a second, how can I do the press for my show? Because they don't let you out. And it was kind of scary. So I said, I can't do it. And then Marla calls me up and says, well, Donald's going to run for president. You don't want to do this. And I'm like, why? He goes, he's going to make you win every, he's going to be, go after you saying, you're the millionaire matchmaker. How come you didn't call all your clients to get money for everything? I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not outing my clients, like Sumner Redstone or people like that. I was like, no, 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 no. And um, I put Brandy in the slot. Yeah. Wow. I offered her up. So, you know. It was like Marla and I were friends. We were texting the day of the election. We were like, I was in shock. She was like, I told you. You know, she knew. She was just like, I told I'm like, oh God, that's crazy. And Alana's son, I was friends with. So um, I thought she'd be good too. And that's before they had the Hamilton uh, Stewart. Catch out. Yeah. Do you, you know, like, come on, we're gonna say. No, go on. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, no, I mean, because this, do you, do, you, do you see what a Gemini am, Patty? Like, my mind goes all over. Do oh, yeah, you, I'm following you right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, do you, so now I'm going back to New York for a second. Do you think that the New York girls, listen, uh, uh, no one loves vodka more than me. Do you think, like, that's a thing, like, the New York girls, like, if you want a relationship, lay off the drinks? Because let's face it, New York, as a series of housewives, drinks the most. More of a CBD... THC kind of girl. So I would be the mellow. If I was on one of these shows, I'd be like, well, I don't vape now because of COVID. But before COVID, that was my jam. Like if, we went to the show house, uh, Jill and I, for um, New Year's Eve. And Jill's like, you're the only person that's not drinking. And I'm like, come with me to the bathroom. And I whip out my vape. I'm like, would you like some, you know? So I'd be mellow and the voice of reason. But as far as drinking goes, look, they get great scenes. Look, I get everyone liquored up in my mixer. I can't, I can't say boo to that. That's where the scenes come out. You're, it's, it's the truth serum. You lose your inhibitions. But I do agree that men judge you. I was, somebody called me for a date today. And he says, are you really like you're on, on camera? I said, yeah, I'm a non-sexual dominatrix. You want to see my whip? And I'm going to kill you. No, I'm like, no, not like that. Dating wise, that's like I have 42 minutes to get these people to find love. I have no time. I'm like Howard Stern. I got to give you radical shock jock. Get yourself into shape, dating shape, you know. So he was laughing at me because, you know, they think that. But I think that men should give them a chance. You know, look at Bethany. She found love. He's a great guy. She had a good one. Uh -huh. He seems like a great guy and good for her. For And he's mellow and he's got money and he's normal. And he's yeah. cute. And he's cute. Like good looking and all that. So I don't see why the rest of them shouldn't get a bunch. Why not? Same thing on, um, well, Kenya is so beautiful, but I, her picker's off. We're going to fix that. 
And then let me think who else. Who else is single on some of the other shows? I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. I don't know too many Dallas and Potomac. Um, Jersey, there really isn't anyone single. Everybody's well, married. Teresa now. <clears throat> right. Um, Teresa got, Teresa's dating that poor boy. She's fine. They are together all the time. There is no way they're not dating. And he is adorable. And he has history with her from high school. That's a good, that's a good match for her. I hope they end up together. You mm -hmm. think she's with like someone she should do age appropriate? He's like, went to high school together. Yeah. He was her brother. He's the, he owns the pool maintenance company or something, something like that. He's, He's a cute. Super handsome. She needs one. Like I hate, I didn't like Joe at all. Oof. You know? You didn't. No. She treat, he treated her like crap. You think she should go make up for lost time and just have a year to herself and go wild? Coach Fly, just condom up and wear a mask. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're going to see Teresa dating this next season. I think that's going to be I, part of it. Uh, I hope I can. And if she needs me to help, I'm there. Free of charge. Absolutely. But I like this guy. You like this guy for her. I have a good feeling on him. I and like he's like, that. I get the feeling thing where I know. You know, like Luann's ready to rip a cord. She already called me and asked me where to go to date. It was during quarantine. She said, you got to wait till quarantine's over and then I'll help you. She already called me. Mm -hmm. what, do you th what do you recommend for Luann? Oh my God, 50 background checks on the next one. We're talking, I'm getting Homeland Security before she dates. I know Tom and Harry, too, baby. Some of these men, they've had like Harvey, Har, what's it, Harry Dubin? Yeah. Like $1.99 to their name? Please. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Who do you think would be the first to get married? Like if they all were going to, you know, Ramona, Sonia, Luann, well, Luann and Dorinda. So Luann probably would be the first one. Sonia's like, likes two at once. And Ramona... She doesn't fall that quick. She had a guy a couple last summer we were talking about, and I said, what's wrong? She goes, he wanted to be famous, and he was so clingy. And I'm like, oh, the good one on the show? She goes, yeah. She was videoing him. They went away or something. I said, well, he's cute. She goes, no. So I think Luann's the hopeless romantic. Like, she would jump faster. Mm -hmm. And you don't think Ramona should ever consider Mario again? She moved. Well, first of all, he's such a clean freak. I don't know who could live in in that environment did you see the way he was making them scrub the floors and everything Ooh, that's an ocd person no i think she needs to move on in a better one i don't trust men that cheat i got a thing with the cheating you know and it was she was humiliated so no i understand she's got a child with him but there could, there's better guys out there ramona you can do better not to say that I don't love Mario. He knows that I love him. I finally, in a room, we flirt, we talk, we hang out. But I just feel she could do better. She's so successful. She made a lot of money. She's, she looks the best out of all of us. She that looks, woman is a... I know, I want... Where's her doctor? Let's get her a doctor. I want she her doctor. Best. She's 60-something. She's She's the oldest housewife. Even over Lisa Vanderpump and me, we're at the, we're at the end too. And um, so I have to say that she looks amazing. Do you think, speaking of Lisa Vanderpump, do you think Vanderpump Rules is going to continue without Stassi? And I don't know what's going to happen right now. I don't know. I don't know that call. 
They'd have to look at the evidence on that one. Do you think Lisa would ever? Or they're sitting there and discussing it right now. I don't know. Do you think she I would mean, ever go back to, uh, to Beverly Hills Housewives? No, not with Lisa Renna there. Because I was, we went to the party with me and Lady, Lady Gaga invited us to a birthday party. And Lisa was on one side and the, Renna and, and, and Vanderpump were, and I was in the middle. And they were both talking to me and they, were, they wouldn't talk to each other. And I said, wait, this is real? You're really fighting in real life? And they go, yes. And I remember when Lisa brought Renna on. Let's not forget that. So, you know, she ushered her in kind of. So I was like, wow. When was this? Everyone said I would last seven minutes on the show because I would be like, fuck you, fuck you. And I would work on the facts. I'd probably come out the reunion with the paperwork. Really? You didn't call so-and-so? What's that? I would be like a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, you would. Would you ever, would you ever go on the housewives if you were asked? Fucking in a heartbeat, of course, just for the fun of it. And I would just love Andy to like, you know, I wouldn't mind him grilling me. I go, come on, let's go. It'd be kind of fun. I mean, you certainly wouldn't be the one in the corner as the wallflower now. Are you fucking, I'm always the one that they come, they come to me when they want to negotiate their contract, when they want to talk about someone, they want advice. They come to me, they all come to me. So it's like, it's not like I don't know them all. Seriously. Mm-hmm. When was this party with Rita and- a housewife show with Nini. Cause she makes me laugh. Like I literally will piss in my pants and cry all day long. Her and Bethany are the two ones that make me the last. Although Jill and I are so, we're like sisters. Our parents were friends. So it's like we're sisters. She's building Allie's business, the mask business. She's building her rug business. She's got real estate. She's working like a dog. Bobby handled all this stuff. So it's kind of nice to, I mean, like I call her now. She's like, I'm too busy. I'm working. I'm like, that was me. I used to say that. What the fuck? Like now I've got all the free time and she won't talk to me. We talked yesterday for like an hour. She finally got off and said, I got to go to sleep. I said, it's like six o'clock in the afternoon. She goes, I got to take a nap. I got to lie down. I said, what should I send the early bird special to you? Jill needs to come back to New York one day when this is all over. Well, I think they would love her. I think that, you know, she's friends with, she's really close to Luann. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about, do you think Tinsley and Scott, did you, do you see this? Do you think we're going to see their wedding? I would love to see their wedding, but I don't, think she, I don't think Scott will allow it. He should, because he wouldn't have met her if it wasn't for the situation. I think he owes Bravo, to be honest with you. I mean, Tinsley, listen, I love my Tinsley. Like, you know, a lot of people don't like her on the show. She's, listen, good for her for not being a fame whore, for not caring about the cameras and for going off. He- Look, this was a woman that was arrested in Palm Beach in front page of whatever. She's, she knows where her bread is buttered. You know? And also, Sonia gave her a ripping, you know, when she lived with Sonia. So that was a ripping, honey, you know? She didn't have any money. She was cut off, you know? Do you think so Dorinda's th- being too harsh on her? Dorinda's so funny, though. Isn't Dorinda the best? She's really the best. Um, Dorinda calls, she, Dorinda's like me. She sees the truth and she calls it out. She's like me and Jeff. We, we just have Tourette's with the truth, you know? We'll just say it. And then we'll go, whoops, we shouldn't have said that, you know, like that kind of thing. Thank you for listening to part one of my exclusive sit down with Patty Stanger. And stay tuned, part two, coming soon, where we talk about the OC housewives, Stassi and Kristen. Will Stassi and Bo's relationship last? We also talk about Leah Michelle, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. David comes out and tells Patty why Jeff Lewis would be the perfect husband for him in more details. Patty says, who's her favorite guy on Bravo? And much, much more.
Oh, and we talk Randall on Lala too. Definitely don't want to miss part two of our sit down with Patty. And thank you for listening to part one. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.